Welcome to As Told by Besties, where two best friends come together to talk about everything that life endures. I am your host, Candice. And I'm Nessa. So today's topic, we are going to go into happiness is a choice. Nessa, start us off. Okay, so the first thing we want to talk about today is basically how to keep yourself happy, how to keep your heart happy, and how to carry that within your life. So, Nessa, do you think that keeping your heart happy is something that we learn as kids, or do you think that's something that we gradually kind of grow into as we age? I do feel like it is. Some people do grow up with it as kids, and some people do learn later on in life. Um, I feel like you learn how to be happy as you grow. You learn what things you like, you learn what things you don't like, and I feel like that carries and teaches you how to be happy. Okay. I would agree too. I also think that I knew what happiness was as a kid, but I don't think that I learned how to keep my own heart happy. I think being raised by a single mother, I saw her drive to make her kids happy. And so I kind of internalized like the most important thing is to make other people happy. And that like as gradually as I've gotten older, it's been like, oh, okay, my happiness should be a priority so that when people are in my life, my happiness kind of resonates within them. So I think that that's something that I've kind of learned over time. But I think initially just in my upbringing, my kind of conceptualized of watching my mom, you know, strive for greatness and do what she has to do as a single mom was kind of like every kind of like our happiness came before hers in a way. Not that it's a negative, but, you know, I've learned how that can also be draining. True. Very true. Very true. So how do you keep yourself happy? One thing that I've had to do, one thing is be aware of the boundaries that I have with people and the boundaries that I don't have. Because a lot of the boundaries that you are fearful of establishing or like kind of allowing people into your space, you use and abuse, you kind of run all over you. That takes away from the happiness that you could have. So a lot of my happiness really has come from creating boundaries. And with creating boundaries, I know what I can withstand, what I can handle and what I can't handle. And I also have learned what's good for me. And some things and some people just aren't good for you. And that takes away from your happiness. So boundaries was the number one thing for me. And I'm still working on that. So that's very, very true. I know when studying this, I found out, you know, when you're trying to make yourself happy, you have to, you know, wanting people kind of like in relationships when you're expecting people to make you happy. If you can't make yourself happy, how can you expect somebody else to do the same? Right. Exactly. So I feel like people should really learn before relationships, before anything, how to make themselves happy. And once you figure out what makes yourself happy, it's very noticeable to others. Do you think, do you think it's noticeable because it's a new boundary or trait that you're establishing and it's a difference that they're seeing in you? Or do you think it's noticeable because it's now uncomfortable for them? I feel like it could be a little bit of both actually because not everyone's going to be happy that you have this newfound happiness about yourself. Right, very true. So that kind of goes into one of our points. So we may skip around and come back, but that goes into really our growing healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes. Happiness yeah. is a huge part of growing um, healthy relationships. What do you think is the main thing? What is the main, what is the main point of importance for you in growing healthy relationships?
the main hmm. for me I would say like you said boundaries setting boundaries for people and also not pretty much knowing when to cut myself off from things that don't make me happy and understanding right. that it's okay for me to walk away from things that don't make me happy period exactly mine is right in line with yours the one thing that I really think it is is knowing what that relationship adds to my life Mm -hmm. I know some people are like oh so it's only good if people are giving to you absolutely not but I think for it to be a healthy relationship you should add something to my life if you're not adding anything then why are you here here yep exactly so I think growing healthy relationship really knows and not just for me but also knowing what value I add to that other person's life because chances are if you're not adding value then you're taking away value and that's not healthy that's definitely not healthy so that was really my thing about growing healthy relationships and I don't think I truly know the full definition or what it is to grow healthy relationships I think every relationship we endure in our life gives us new key points new tips and new ways how to go about things Uh so I think it's kind of ever evolving ever changing role of really growing into healthy relationships but I think as you get older you should be learning the things that are best for you and what are things that are healthy for you and what are not healthy so that you know what traits and what different personality styles to stay away from yes yes agree agree that's a very good point and you know it's a it's a learning lesson every day to learn those things and you learn to like I said walk away from things take away things that make you happy that don't make you happy and it's okay it's honestly 100% okay to do those things yes and like we said in our the key thing is happiness is a choice all of these things are a choice making your heart happy is a choice growing a healthy relationship is a choice there are many people who decide that they're not going to be in healthy relationships they're going to stick around with people who you know unfortunately may be abusive towards them whether that's verbally or physically they may be with people who take advantage of them some people ultimately do make a choice to stick in different situations that are very unhealthy for them so I really think it goes back to you know your self care your awareness of self really self confidence self esteem and really the just the overall self-care and mental stability that you allow yourself to to really focus on yes okay so anything else on growing healthy relationships that you think is important um also i feel like like i said growing healthy relationships not only with somebody you're trying to be intimate with but it can also be friends family your children your siblings family for real Mm -hmm. yes definitely yes so it's a broad open healthy relationships not just intimate relationships physical relationships all those things fall in place with that yeah and I think the family healthy relationships is probably the most difficult one because these are people we all have the same patterns Mm -hmm. like some are generational patterns and so trying to break these things that our grandmothers and great grandmothers did are sometimes very difficult yes Mm -hmm. very hard so I think that's a really big one to keep mindful of and I think sometimes when it comes to our families, we don't think that we have a choice. Like, this is my family, so I have to endure this. I have to endure people mm-hmm. telling me off, mistreating me, and doing all that. And again, happiness, whether it's from your family, friends, love, intimate partners, it all is a choice. Yes. And everything that you allow is a choice for you to allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's a real good one. The next one is that happiness can be learned. And I really wanted to go into the growing healthy relationship to really bring up the um the happiness within families because I think happiness um, is a learned pattern Mm -hmm. and it's a learned pattern that 
I think most people learn after enduring the worst stages of their life. I hate to say it like that, but it's usually true. Yeah. The happiness and the learning of different traits and different things you need to do differently usually comes after a time where you were hurt the most. Yeah, and I want, like I said, I've and I've experienced that myself, and I kind of wanted to get past. I want to skip that to be happy. Like, why right. do I have to go through that to be happy? Which is something, again, where you have to learn to be self-conscious about yourself, being known when it's okay to walk away and being okay with that within yourself. Right. How do we... So, I'm speaking as a 31-year-old woman. I'm not married. I don't have any kids. So, there are certain experiences. I have a certain experience I don't have. If you, as an adult and as someone who is anybody, as someone who's responsible for a child in anywhere in this world, how can we really start to teach people how to be happy as an adult? Because everything that parents do, regardless if they realize it or not, it is carried down or transferred into Mm -hmm. their children. Yes. And I feel like I said, it's kids pick up on a lot. And I think a lot of people, like you said, you don't do things in front of your kids. They Kids sense a lot. Kids are very smart. And I would want people to understand that your, your kids pick up on your energy, pick up on your attitude, your tone. Yeah. So when you're hiding things from them, you're actually not. They see these things. They know when their mom or dad is changing. They know when their moods change. Yes. So being able to be, I feel like we should be more vocal with our kids and letting them know, like, you know, you always put on a strong face for your kids. And yeah, I feel like sometimes it's okay to let them see you. It's natural. It's a, you're going to be hurt. Sometimes you got to get through things, work through things. And I feel like kids need to see that a little bit more instead of us always being the strong ones. Because some of us break down sometimes and it's okay. Right. How do you learn that when, say, for instance, okay, for example, let's say, let's say I'm your 15 year old daughter. Let's say, upbringing wise, your mom didn't really express to you what happiness is. So maybe you don't know how to exemplify that for your daughter. How for women in the community, for women in the community or anywhere, friends or family, how do we go about having those conversations where like, you know, you don't have to repeat the things that your mom did. You could do things differently. How do we go about having those difficult conversations though? Because I feel like there are certain, being in the mental health field, there are certain families I can have that certain conversation when there's some people like, okay, well, we may not be able to just go into this just yet. And that comes, I feel like a lot of people, it's the generational curses that you spoke of, like carrying things down from generation to generation, generation, thinking it's okay and we got to stop those generational curses. Okay. Do you think it starts with a a direct conversation or do you think we kind of, like, how do you think we go about that? Because in the African-American community, can we just open up and say... Do you really know about happening? Can we be that direct? You know what? It's so sad. A lot of people, I think, are not used to it, but I want to be. I want to be direct. I want to know what makes you happy, what makes you sad. I like having conversations with my child. I want her to understand her feelings. So I feel like, and that was never done for me. That I doubt that that was done for my mom. So it's something that I definitely want to change. I want my daughter to be, express her feelings. Okay. So would we say that happiness can be learned, but I think it starts with us. Yes. Like once you once you notice that there's a shift that needs to happen, you have to reinforce, reinforce that shift. Yes, immediately. Needs. Don't let it drag. Don't let it try to figure it out. Like I said, it's a learn. I'm learning as I'm teaching. We're learning together. Okay. And see, I think that's a big part of what you 
what you just said is so huge. The one thing that I remember, and it will be embedded in my mind until the end of time, is a child should be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what that is, I can't share with my mom or something. If she didn't ask me no questions, I better not share my feelings or what I'm thinking because I don't have a say. And that's so and wrong. I, as I, yes, <laughs> and as I've grown, like, you know, as I've grown, I've totally learned the total opposite. What I teach all my clients and families is the total opposite. Like, you should actually hear and value the things that your children have mm-hmm. to say because some of their intellect and some of the insight they had will blow your mind. As I said, they're so smart. These kids are smart. They have feelings and they, they need to be able to process their feelings, express their feelings. And that table should be open, of course, respectfully. But in our, in our community, we don't allow our kids to themselves as much as and I think what's challenging for me is I always hear like well you know the kids got to be able to express it respectfully and think that I'm not saying that our kids should the kids definitely shouldn't be cursing or using any vulgar language but I think they should let you know exactly what the times like that they're living in because things are way Uh different like the things that we endured in middle and high school baby they're enduring it in elementary school It's, it's sooner and sooner yeah so I think like the happiness can be learned, but I think it has to start with being open to conversations and being open to hearing things from a different perspective. And that perspective may be somebody that is 20 to 30 years younger. It, it, it is, because I'm telling you, these kids teach me something new every day. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. I really, that's a yeah. huge one. The next one that we want to kind of talk to is how to be happy no matter what. Yes, and that goes into, again, being able to walk away from things. That could be family, friends, anybody. A job that's not making you happy. All those things you need to know how to keep yourself happy and let know when it's time to let go. Cut the cord. Yeah, cut the cut the cord. Period. So I think when I think of how to be happy no matter what, I really I've started to apply that more to what I can do and not of who I can cut off. Because somebody can be in my life or not in my life, but if I don't choose to reinforce, establish, or create different things, I'm still going to be at square one. And chances are, it's it's really about drawing that boundary because if I may cut that person off, but if I haven't created those boundaries, I'm going to let somebody right back in my life who's going to do the exact same thing. So how to um, really be happy no matter what... So yes, back to what I was saying, how to be happy no matter what for me really starts within myself and identifying who I am as a person and what I really want to give out to others. So we're going to go right into our last and final point, which is five daily habits for happiness. So Nessa, we're going to kind of let's go like kick it back and forth. So you do what your will go through one to five, you do your five and then I'll do my five and we can go like back and forth. So one and one. Okay. Okay. So my first one I would have to say is basically praying every day and, you know, giving God, asking God to give me the strength to understand what makes me happy and to accept what makes me happy, which is something I wake up every morning and do. So that's one of my key points I try to do every day. Okay. My firm, one of my five daily habits is really like meditating. I used to laugh when people used to say that they meditated, but now what I really understanding, like practicing meditation and mindfulness is something that you can literally do anywhere. And I mean, it takes a minute. 
it literally takes a minute to ground yourself, refocus, and just get right back to it. So meditating and really just being focused has been really helpful for me. Yes, yes. That was my second one is basically taking time out every day and just having five, 10 minutes to myself. Where that would be listening to a song in a car with my earphones on, you know, in the shower, extra few minutes, something just to myself, me time. Okay. And so my next one is playing music. I don't know what it is about music, but now I what type of music we talk about? Anything. Okay. Like literally okay. it depends. <laughs> I think it depends on like what mood of happiness I'm in. Okay. There's that there's that turn up happiness where like mm-hmm. don't play nothing but trap music, please. Put yes. on please put on City Girl. Okay, <laughs> that's all I want to hear. And then there's that happiness where like, oh, this has been a trying week. Please yeah. put on Tamala Man. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So I think it, it literally it depends. And nowadays, like I there's some days when I'm in my car and all I'm listening to is rap rainfall mm-hmm. down the rainfall mm-hmm. so literally i'm saying playing music but it's really sounds like a lot of different things ground me and again it depends on my mood because juvenile for the 99 and 2000 can ground me and it's a whole different type a, of party. it's a whole there yeah exactly exactly and you know i want to try to um talk about the music how you say playing sounds i figure you know the rain sounds and beach music like i'm yeah. on an island somewhere like it will mm-hmm. calm you down well, you know what you gotta try? White noise. Oh, okay, see that's one I I gotta look up. That's one that I have really been getting into lately. And if I do it in the beginning or the end, of, if I do it at the beginning of the day, I'm like really focused, like let's go. And if I'm do it at the end of the day, I mean I'm out, mm-hmm. out cold. See, yep. So that is one that I'm really loving. Yep, yep. So, so my next one would be my child. She makes me very, very happy. Seeing her happy makes me happy. And go on, day. Yes. <laughs> my one and only. So my next one, this is gonna be, you're gonna be like, girl, you turned it into a whole uh, <laughs> flea market lady. Incense and essential oils. Okay. Y'all, I mean, I used to judge the people at the Berkeley flea markets for all of these musk and energy scents and all of that. And baby, I have turned into the oil lady yes. i mean eucalyptus mint sweet orange uh tea tree peppermint mm-hmm. lavender yes yes uh, i love those smells yeah. everything literally people at work come into my office just to sit there and take in the scent they're like candace what are you what did you melt together today mm-hmm. and i'm never just doing in the morning i always do a single fragrance but I mix something into it too off throughout the day and have my diffuser just going. Literally, people come and stand at my door just to take it in. Yes, yes. So, man. Oh, and yeah. that'll just so you guys know, we're going to add some self care into this podcast. Yes. So, I will start talking to y'all about like the best brands that I found because all essential oils are not, all essential oils are not equal. Mm-hmm. Some of them literally, once they burn off, they sink. So, that's yep. my next one essential oils like definitely a daily habit yes yes and my next thing is basically taking yourself out you know it could be a pedicure a quick little pedicure it don't have to be expensive getting your nails done doing something for yourself it could be eyebrows so those things make me happy taking care of myself okay so. and my mm, it's I can say, ooh, it shouldn't be a habit, but it is shopping. Oh, my God. I knew you was going to say that. (laughs) Ooh, y'all got a problem. She does. Y'all love my best friend. My best friend shops. (laughs) 
So shopping is one. I do not do it as much as I used to. I'm proud of but you. But shopping, <laughs> man, a, it should be that. That's a five daily struggle, baby. Not that's a habit for real. <laughs> but that is something that I love. But one thing that I have done, like instead of shopping, I now watch forensic files. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, why does happy? Something's wrong. Like literally find you something on TV that takes your your way of thinking and your thought process, mm-hmm. thought process out of what your daily function at work and in life is. I yes, don't do nothing with forensic and having to do all of this blood testing and all of that. So literally I find something that is totally outside of my realm or my scope of what I do on the day to day to kind of and kind of indulge in something differently and I mm-hmm. I want to indulge in something that gets keeps my brain going and not indulge in something that can shut my brain down so yeah, that yep. is one yep. and I think that's kind of a two for one I really do have to mix it in because when I'm watching TV like once or twice a week what I do and love doing now is having a glass of Stella Rosa yes and why do I have that on my list uh, drink wine <laughs> <laughs> yes so that oh, yes yes so it what's your next that. one it was Stella Rosa yes how Stella got her groove back baby that's what we yes. call it I got the long stem wine glass I'll be feeling like I'm somebody up in here yes with my wine like Olivia Pope because I be eating <laughs> yes. having popcorn with mine so if Stella Rosa <laughs> wanna you know endorse plug us we're, we're happy yes we yes. buy you buy the caseload at this point I think I have 15 bottles downstairs so you know yeah <laughs> they want to put freezer okay yes <laughs> so you guys this has really been ha- um exciting and fun this was our first initial podcast happiness is a choice we really want to come to you guys with things that we endure on a daily basis things that we talk about as friends and that we kind of process and discuss and really make this a space that's really safe for us not just women but for us as a community to really come together and just talk about things that people sometimes are afraid to talk about Yes. So this was as told by besties. Again, I am Candace and thank you for joining us. And and I'm Nessa. Thank you for joining us. We'll catch you guys next week.